be nice. Hey, can you guys hear better now? A little bit, yeah. It's definitely louder. Okay, I'm gonna try talking like right into the mic. Um, yeah, that's I came better. upstairs, so hopefully this this works. That's Yay. way better. Terrible, terrible service and Wi-Fi at this this place. <laughs> um. Okay. Well, so from what I understand, you're really struggling with getting clarity on dirty. Um, and my homework for you, because you had a couple of different, different issues going on, um, where, and, and let me know if this is wrong, Courtney, but you were basically struggling with understanding how to talk to sponsors because you didn't know what to say to them. And when I asked you, what does dirty do? You just said it's, it's resources for women to go riding. And I said, but for who? And you gave me a lot of different people that it helps. And then when I asked, but how how does that help me if if we're talking to the leaky mushroom, like helping your specific women, you didn't have an answer. And I think my homework for you was to get clear on the type of person you want to help and to listen to all the podcasts. Yes. 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 So I, I listened to all the podcasts. At like 2 a.m. on my nocturnal night. <laughs> um, and that helped a lot. Uh, I went back and wrote out a couple more avatars, which kind of got a, it was really helpful to hear a little bit more um, about the progression, like tapping into what you had, like last spring versus now, and as you grow and everything like that, that was really good, a little bit better of an idea of what the goal of writing on an avatar, a client avatar is. Um, mm-hmm. And just kind of how that helps define um, what what I want to do. Um, so the one thing that I kind of that came up with that was putting opportunities to advance women's racing. Ultimately, my ultimate goal is to build a women's race team. Um, but along with that one thing that came up was kind of helping people find purpose and direction in life, which I think I could get a little bit more descriptive on that and it's a little bit like, okay, how, how do I expect to somebody be like, yeah, dirtbags, let's help find your purpose. <laughs> so, that I gave me a bit clear of vision. Um, the, biggest, the biggest thing is not so much knowing I mean, yes, it, it's a little bit not quite sure how to talk to sponsors, but it's more of, because that's all new to me, mostly. Um, but it's more, I'm not quite sure if I'm ready. Like, I kind of feel like that's the next step. Like, I should start talking to people and start doing the thing. Um, mm-hmm. But just not sure if I'm ready yet. Well, Okay. Totally. The more, so here's the thing I'm going to say right off the bat. The more sponsors you talk to, the better and the easier it will get for you to know how to talk to the next sponsors. Right, Zach? That's a fact. Yeah. That's a fact. It's <laughs> just okay. much better now. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I think I'm getting caught up in like, oh, should I have, should I have all this stuff in place? Like, should I have, um, I mean, I guess I have a brand deck, but... 
but it's not perfect yet. I kind of have a logo, also not perfect yet. <laughs> and I'm working on doing a survey. Mm-hmm. Um, working on the website part, but I don't don't totally have that. That's also kind of another big obstacle. But trying to figure out the thing. All of, all of that technology stuff. Um, so it, I kind of feel like I should have all of those things in place and hashed out before I start to kind of be like, look, see, we're sort of established. Can I ask I'm a happy to help with any of that. Just like a true question. Why do you feel like yeah. you need to have all of those things in place before you can talk to anybody? I think some of it's a kind of a confidence thing and kind of also like a see I have proof that it's actually a thing. <laughs> or to okay. I don't know, look look more official, um, have have something that potential sponsors would see and be like, Oh yeah, this is this is something I wanna work with. But and maybe that comes down to more that I need to do. If I come to them with a clear vision, even though I don't have all of the stuff set up, that that is more important. Write that down and put a star by it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking. I've talked to, in just the last week, I've talked to seven different companies, and not a single one of them gave a shit about my email or about my. Uh, my survey, my website, my social media, they didn't care about any of that. Yep. The only thing they cared about is who I am, what I've done, and what we can do together. That's literally, like, to, to pare it all down, that's the only, th- like, t- I talked with the guy from Ralph Condi yesterday, uh, and he told me, he's like, yeah, I think our goal is going to be to help you with social media presence. He's like, I've seen your social media, you've got good content, you need more reach, we can help you with that. And then he's like, so he doesn't care. They've got the people that you're going to be talking to have a way bigger reach than you do online. Yeah, yeah. You are the uh, the person holding hands in the middle between the people they want to talk to and them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think from everything that I've gone through so far with Catherine, and obviously you guys have had like full on coaching, and I haven't. You know, we've just had our conversations. For me, it it comes down to more like um, part of it, like you said, is your confidence. You know, it's you, but you have to have that passion for whoever it is you're talking to and that respect for whoever it is you're talking to. So I kind of get it because you want to be able to, like, hand them something if they ask for it. Um, But I think focusing more on what you're truly asking from them is more important than that. You know, mm-hmm. what do you want from Catherine when you approach her? What do you want from Zach when you approach him? And how is that going to benefit them versus, like Zach said, do they really care that you have a logo or a website yeah. right now? Yeah. They don't care about that right now. Maybe they will in a couple weeks, but, you know, that you can have that conversation later. I think in the beginning to have a conversation, you just need to be able to have the conversation. Well, and I'm going to, before you respond, Courtney, I'm going to take it a step further. Don't care about what they want. How are they going to help your audience, your avatar, the person you made dirt tea? What do I have 
that can help your person. You are playing um, matchmaker. You're connecting us together. I want to help your audience, and you want me to help your audience. We both have that shared goal. That's why you do the survey. That's that's why you do all that stuff is to understand what your audience wants and needs. And that's for you. That's not necessarily for them. It's great if they ask a question about it. You know, you have the numbers to back it up. But nobody cares. Sherco is the only person that's ever asked me about my survey. They are the only company okay. I've ever talked to that has asked me about my survey. Um, so the only company that has asked you, because do you, br- you bring up some a lot of it? when you talk to companies as well yep i do um but like there's a lot of it that has been like oh what are your numbers specifically or can we see your survey yeah sherco's the only one that's asked and they never even they didn't ask so here's the two times that i've actually used my survey was with vibrant the physical therapy company and i did it to get their attention i said hey um 30, 39% of my audience is female, and of those 39%, 60% of them are women or mothers with two or more kids, and the whole family rides. Does this interest you? And they're like, yeah, our entire audience is, like, we target moms because moms are the decision makers of the household. Yeah. Like, if we can get the moms to like us, they'll schedule appointments for the husbands and the kids. So they want to talk to moms. So that's one company that I've used surveys with. And then with Sherco, I didn't start with my surveys. I started with my mission and my purpose. And then it came down to, I think it was during Racers on Tap. I don't think you were in it. Zach was in it, though. And I was talking about surveys. I asked him, like, how important is a survey to you? And he said, I mean, they're great. But the biggest question I ask people when they bring me a survey is, how big was your survey pool? And that's just that. That's just Sherco, and he only said that because he's done he's done multi-million dollar jersey deals, and he's done multi-million dollar racetrack deals. So he deals with millions and millions of dollars. When you're talking $50,000 or under, he says he doesn't even care about it. It's just 100% intuition. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's really helpful. Good. Um, the other thing I would encourage you to think about, Courtney, are you struggling with coming up with the first resource you want to you want to like connect with sponsors? Is that something that you're struggling with? Like, where do I start? Um, kind of. I think I think that's a piece of it. And then with that, does that leach into you don't know what to put on your website? I think I think some of it. So some of this I think is I'm probably getting in my own way with it a little bit, and it's just kind of the like um, I'm maybe trying to water it down a little bit and be like, oh, I should be um, I should be. Should be I think that's what it comes down to. I'm uh, general trying to generalize it a little bit too much rather than going after the thing that I actually want to do. <laughs> uh huh. What's the what thing that, you actually want to do? Um, that comes and part of that is also fear of like, yikes, this is this is a big thing I'm taking on. Um, to build a women's team with a secret mission of um 
helping people find like their purpose and passion in life outside of and along with dirt bikes because I think that's uh that's one thing that I've encountered a lot in my own um, racing and everything and I think a lot of people wonder about who uh, race or have retired from racing they're like okay yay dirt bikes but what's what's the bigger picture here what am I doing with dirt bikes which um, it's kind of similar to what you're doing. And actually, I, this made me think about it a lot with talking to you, Catherine, because I was thinking about it. It's like, this is so cool. You're teaching women's clinics and teaching sponsorships. But a lot of the people that you've worked with, you've also helped them connect that to their bigger purpose in life, which is pretty cool. Yes. Yes. 100%. And that's actually that entire first chapter of the book that I just wrote. You weren't here when I told Zach and Angel to read it. But I ended it with, I actually don't care if you sign sponsors. My goal is for you to find fulfillment in what you do and make a like steady income off of that. Like that's what I want everybody to get. And I have that reason. That is that is my ultimate purpose. It's totally transparent. That's my big evil plan is to get people mm-hmm. to actually love their life because mm-hmm. I went through a series of events that I did not enjoy. I signed sponsors I had to put on a fake face for, and that stressed me out. And I felt like I had to do well in races in order for them to like me and promote me and keep paying me. And it provides all of this stress. And then once it all disappears, what do you have left? Nothing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's an experience that I went through. And I know you feel it because we've talked about the whole, like, I don't want to sign a sponsor if it means I have to put on a bikini, you know? Yeah. So that's something that you relate to. Why all of a sudden have that conversation? <laughs> um, um, where do we have, where an do echo we have from? It? Is it from Zach? <laughs> I just got distracted by the echo. Sorry, ADHD. Um, Zach's like, blame it on me. <laughs> <laughs> so, Courtney. Why this sudden shit? Because the last time we talked, you really wanted like women to get inspired to do it themselves. So why this sudden shift into building a race team for purpose? Why did that happen? What happened there? Um, I think that's so. I think that's uh. And I want women to be inspired to do them it themselves, but through a race team, um, I'm still trying to figure that out a little bit. Where did the idea come from? It comes down to, I want to provide more opportunities for women, um, while at the same time, um, the other aspect of encouraging them or um, helping them realize and learn ways that they can be resourceful and do it themselves. So Courtney, I know that you have the privilege of being in a family where you were taught everything, right? You started at a young age and you were taught all of the stuff about how to work. Zach has a question. We'll let Zach go. Yes. <laughs> No, you're on mute. I'm going to be raising my hand because I'm going to keep myself on mute because if I have it on when you talk, it echoes apparently. Um, 
Courtney, you're you're saying all of these things that work together, and it sounds like you're doubting if you're sure how they work together. But I can see it super clear. I think you've got such an awesome idea here because the the whole idea of having a women's race team and doing it to help them find purpose, that's going to happen organically. Mm-hmm. You're going to go to a race. Yeah, yeah. You're going to have the dirt tea pit, no boys allowed, and it's going to be girls like you that all have <laughs> that all have the that were in families where they were raised and taught how to do things. And you're going to help these girls that it's their first, second, third, whatever enduro and they're going to they don't want to go to whoever else's pit or they whoever else is off racing and they're going to come to you and be like, "Dude, I really want to do this." I can't find a spark plug wrench. Can you help me change this spark plug? I can't reach it under the tank. And you're going to go, hey, uh, so-and-so, Becky over there is, like, super good at that. And she and you're going to connect these people. And all the things that you want to happen, you don't have to make them happen. They're just going to happen organically by by providing that place for people to connect. That race team, you guys are going to all make friends because you're going to keep seeing each other at races. And then it's just going to kind of happen. You're all going to get a sticker that goes on your helmet. And you're get, like or something like that. Like you're, it's just gonna you're gonna do it just by doing the first thing, which is finding that one way to bring people together, ideally in person. So and now, yeah. Courtney, before you go, Zach, tell me what you think. But I'm in the middle of walking Courtney through a value ladder. Do you think that's appropriate? Absolutely okay. essential. Okay. Uh, that okay. is the one thing that has carried through, literally this entire last year was my value ladder. That's the only thing that has stayed the same. Courtney, what do you have? What do you have for Zach? For for a value ladder? No, just like I'm gonna walk you through. I'm in the middle of walking you through a value okay, ladder. You okay. just don't know it. But in like response <laughs> to Zach, because I cut you off. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like that, and I think um, I think it's easy to get lost in the the details of it, and it's it's good to hear an outside perspective of like, no, this all like that all works together. And that, yeah, you don't need to necessarily get, get lost in the details. That's kind of what I was going to say too, is what Zach said, because you have a very different experience from me. I'm somebody who's coming into this, you know, I didn't start riding until I was 27 and then my husband did everything for me. And then now I'm learning it because Catherine talked to me about it, you know, and it's like, I guess exactly what you're talking about, Zach, like, like it was, this girl was so good at it and she showed me how to do it. Catherine changed my clutch for me because I didn't know how to do it on Gary because I was like, I don't know what the hell happened. And, (laughs) you know, she, she figured it out and everything, but you know the story, you listen to the podcast and you know you know us and you know that how much riding has changed my life because of the fact that I stayed in it and I didn't walk away from it. And I think it's exactly what Zach said that you give these women this race team and it's going to give them that kind of purpose automatically. So I don't think it necessarily, I mean, I don't know, Catherine, but um, I don't think it necessarily needs to be stated separately. I think that's just, you know, it's going to happen. Yeah. 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 So to clarify, what I was saying there is exactly what Angel just put into words so eloquently. You don't need to have a separate line. We build women's race teams to help them find direction because that just is what you do. You just have to say, you just have to tell people literally what you're doing. Hey, 
the dirty pit is where girls go when they want to. Where girls go for community at the races. Yes. And yes. everything else will come out of that. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, that just made me realize because I've been, um, like this past summer racing in Minnesota a couple of times. Like we did that at Akeley. We um, after the kids race and the day before the adult race, we had cookies and stuff and had all the women like yeah. whoever was there of women who raced women who are around dirt bikes in any way um and I tried doing that a couple of times the rest of the summer but it kind of fizzled out a little bit and it was like I feel like I have my eggs in too many baskets and I'm trying to promote community at at, in district 23 and like try and find some way to like bring women together but by starting yeah having a pit having a dirty race team that that would do it in and of itself Mm -hmm. and I can combine all the things and I would almost encourage you to think, Courtney, because Angel and I have talked about this. Uh, you guys probably know this. The clinics have taken off in a way that I never would have thought possible. Yeah. With that, yeah. that also means the sponsorship courses that I've been building have tanked miserably. <laughs> Despite the fact that it's helped you guys a lot. But nobody's mm-hmm. buying it. And and the thing is, that you need to think about, Courtney, is it's not a bad idea because nobody's buying it. You're in the wrong market. Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's not it's not that D23 doesn't value women in racing. It's that there are literally seven women in D23 that ride dirt bikes. <laughs> literally. <laughs> you go to a race. There are three women who show up. You, me, and Jillian. And then you have, like, the four extras that rotate. There are seven women who show up to these things. Mm-hmm. That well, does not... There's going to be more girls dabbling in it. And the big, yeah, the big it's, thing with it's those true. is, like, I want to retain the girls, that the girls that come and try a few races and get intimidated or whatever. Like, that is one of my big goals. Like, retain those girls that fizzle out and give them that, that community. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not that it's not that it's not a good idea because it is an incredible idea. And there is merit to being in an environment where what you're trying to do hasn't happened yet. Right. Like the clinics took off because they didn't exist in Minnesota yet. Um, Mm -hmm. However, that also means you're pushing to try and get women. to. So then how are you going to grow women in motorsports, right? Now you need an incentive to get people to show up to these things. So that's mm-hmm. that's where it gets hard to try and grow your own market in a in a new place. So maybe instead of thinking so so only D23, you're traveling. You're not even going to be in D23. You're yeah. in Florida, yeah. you're going to be in North Carolina. Maybe start making it East Coast specific and just say yeah. East Coast. Uh-huh. Um, and that is one thing. Florida has some pretty big women's classes, and they have a really, a really good like community of women who race and ride. And and the the dirt bike motorsports community in general in Florida is huge. So that yeah. that helps for sure. Yeah, and don't think of it so much as um. Oh no, I lost my train of thought. Yes. <laughs> Um, okay, so with 
with that in mind, right, we've got race team and finding a purpose. That doesn't mean don't not do anything in Minnesota. I think you should do stuff in Minnesota. Absolutely. But just like the clinics, you know, we're only doing two clinics in Minnesota this year, but everybody still loves that we're coming back. And because we're only doing two clinics this year in Minnesota, they're booked. They're going to be booked. Mm -hmm. You know, so that gives you the opportunity to have bigger community. If you're in more areas, you have the opportunity to have more people show up Mm -hmm. because it's only a one time thing. Mm hmm until you have enough people to warrant doing two. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's one of one of my big like creative blocks with all of this has been I've planned a certain amount of it around more district twenty three and the opportunities that I have there. Kind of the same same thing that you're experiencing, Catherine, where you're in California and all of a sudden you don't have much for connections and you you're like, you know Nick and his friends, but you're like, where, where's all my dirt bike people out here? And um, kind of in a way, that same thing where it's like, okay, where do I find those um, activations and where, like, a whole whole new, I mean, so, some of it is also, it's lots of unknowns, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, it's tough. It is. Um, the biggest thing that I've been doing is actually going out into Facebook groups and calling out people to meet with. And just by doing that, I've already met the owner of Fast Babes, and I've mm-hmm. met a couple of other um, pretty up there Insta women, and I've made okay. connections with Stark Designs and Shay Sanford, like Startline Fit Co. Her her whole business, and it just comes from like, hey, I'm new to the area. What's up? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, that's it's really underrated is is the connections you can make just by being a normal person and not a business. Well, mm-hmm. and along with that, you know, Catherine and I, I think we talked about this on one of our podcasts. I don't know which one. Um, it might not even be released yet, but we talked about, I put out there, Hey, I am going to be going to these places. Can anybody tell me where the best trails are? And literally in the women's group, I had like 80 some responses and it was a little overwhelming because it happened like that. <laughs> It was just like, boom, boom, boom. And I was like, oh, my God, my phone's going to blow up. And I put something similar at the exact same time in, I think it was like everything dirt or something. It was like a co-ed group. And I still have zero responses on it. <laughs> but Everything but, dirt is the, is the worst offer group I've ever been in. It is. It's, it's, it's insane. awful. It's insane. But, um. But like Catherine said, like you can, at least in the women's groups, like it's been highlighted for me that women tend to try to help each other naturally. And so like, no offense, Zach, um, but, uh, you know, if you go into those women's groups and you say, I'm new to Florida or I'm new to North Carolina or whatever, you're going to have a bunch of people who want to just hang out with you because you're a female who's in the dirt biking community. They don't even care if you're actually dirt biking. Like they just want to be around you because there's a girl here in North Dakota. She signed her husband and son up or she's going to sign them up for the clinics here. And she wants to be my new best friend because she doesn't ride. She rides horses, but she's like, you ride. And I think that's really cool. And so she wants to be my friend just because of that. And that's how, like, it's very organic once you start, like, talking to people in that area. And I think that it'll, with your idea, it'll, it's a little scary at first, but it'll end up happening faster than you think it will. 
Yep. Mm -hmm. See, I think, you know, I actually, I do a lot of that already. And actually, like, I've gotten to know a ton of people in Florida. I, um, I just looked in their race group and I found like one of the girls who rides women's A and I just messaged her when I was down there. I was like, Hey, want to go riding sometime? And then I just started meeting all the other girls who ride and it just kind of snowballed from there. I think it's more of a, um, trusting that I can do this thing. And, um, I think there's a certain amount where I'm like, Oh, I'm established in district 23. Like I, I've known a lot of people for, for years and like built that rapport with them over years and trusting that like, okay, even though I've known some of these people for a short amount of time, like I, I can do this thing, even in an area where um, I am newer to and yeah um, don't have that years of connections and like longtime friends. Well, so what about, what about me? Like you and I just met a f- really a few months ago, you yes, know, and yes, exactly. like, think of it like that, you know, like I, <laughs> sound really weird but just because Catherine already did this to me just think of it as trying to meet angel like a hundred times that was some yeah my next question Courtney is is did you get clear on the one person that you like that the the one person that you want to talk to who will promote you to their friends that one person that you want to be surrounded by all the time your audience avatar who are they yeah um so that I thought that was really helpful. I can't, I think you had said something about um, uh, looking at your avatar as like you two to five years previously. Mm-hmm. And, and that really helped to, and kind of have like some side, I've read out some side ones where it's like, oh, these are, these are other people I might want to help, but this is the specific one. And that actually, that helped me get, um, clear, clear vision on what I want to do as well. So, okay. So you two to five years ago, what was something that really was pivotal for you that helped you? Like, what is something you could offer past Courtney for free? What could you put together and just say like, here's my free guide, go do this thing. Oh man. I might have to think about that a little bit more on something specific that I could offer as a free guide. Yeah. I'll have to think about that a bit more. Something. Yeah. Something to consider. Okay. So what happened, what do you, what needs to happen before you're able to build a race team, right? You need, first of all, you need to meet enough ladies. How do you want these people to qualify for this race team? What, what are the criteria for them getting into the race team? Yeah. Um, so so to backtrack a little bit, uh, part of where this thought came from, I absolutely love what um, the Build Train Race program did. And actually, I was, I'm going to reach out and try and I'm going to probably ask Jillian and find like a good person to talk to just to get some ideas, kind of hear how they did things. Um, and then I was starting to think that might be an interesting person to have on your podcast, Catherine. Yeah. Talk um, to you. Interesting. Talk to Kayla Hobart. What's that? What? Talk to Kayla Hobart. She was in the Build Train Race program last year, the year before, I think the year before. Okay. Um, and then I think she's dating the gal that 
set the whole thing up with Royal Enfield. Oh, Brianna Paris? Uh, I only know this chick by Jocko. She goes by Jacko. So I don't I don't know if she's the one that set it up, but I know she works with Royal Enfield, and that was how Kayla got into the Bill Trainers program was through her. Okay. Um, yeah, so but, um, our friend Jillian that races here in Minnesota, she was the first girl to, that they had, the first year when they just had one girl doing it. Um, so I'm probably going to ask her about that. But um, So, yeah, when they first started doing that, I was like, this is so cool. This would be so cool if we had something like this in um, – off-road world uh just because there's not i mean there there are opportunities for women but to have that like oh cool you can apply to this race program and it's like a next challenge they build their own bikes not that i would do like i'm not going to do the exact same thing that build train race did but um a it'd be interesting to talk to them for Copy it. That's a it's a fantastic idea, and no one's done it for for enduro yet. Copy yeah, it. Yeah. Let's call it something different. Yeah. Um. I would consider. Actually, 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 I kind of like what Zach's on almost. Um. Russell Russell Brunson, my lovely marketing mentor, tells this story about how he went to a mastermind where this guy, he like cost 10 grand to go to this mastermind. And this guy was showing them the exact sales process he goes through online um, that has generated tens to hundreds of millions of dollars for them through sales. And all these people are taking notes and whatever. And they're like, I can't believe he's giving this to us. Like we're going to take it and we're going to make it so much better and make way more money than him. And he stops all of them and goes, you guys don't understand what's happening right now. I've spent, hundreds of millions of dollars testing this one website to get it to make me the same amount of money that I put into it, the hundred million dollars. But that happens every single day. And you guys want to go and change it. Why? (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. So I kind of originally I was hesitant because I don't like the build train race program. I think it was poorly done for road racing. I think it was really well done for flat track, but I think it was very poorly done for road racing. Um, Mm -hmm. And my big guff with it was, is they picked women who have no road racing experience whatsoever. They told them that after I talked to them, some of the the racers, right? I coached Trisha um, who was in the build train race program. Her big deal was they only got three practice days on their bike before they were put on national TV. And they're expected to work on their own bike. They can't ride their bike outside of those three practice days. And that included test and tune. And um, mm. and they couldn't, there was like, they can't have outside help, but half of them don't know how to work on their own bikes in the first place. And granted, that is wow. part of the program is they're supposed to figure it out. But I think if you're mm-hmm. going to do something like that, you need to do more handholding. And I think you need to have some stuff in place for that. Yeah, yeah. That was and I can imagine, I mean, road, road racing is incredibly expensive. I can imagine that might have been a bit of an obstacle for them. But on the, on the same time, um, off-road and dirt biking is, doesn't. I mean, it has its expenses, but it's not 
as yeah. I mean, you can well, you can spend no, it's not you Zach. Can use half half a half a can of gas to do drills all day. <laughs> yeah, so I think while I I actually really like what Zach's on about copying the build train race program, I yeah. think what I would copy from it is the media backing. Right. I think it would be really, really good to document the whole process. Give them 100 days. And I think you should figure out if you want to do like district or national or um, and what what type, you know, motocross, enduro, hard enduro, if you want to do that. And I'll be the first one to jump on and I'll offer private training for for women that sign up for it. I'll do that. (laughs) And this is. This is that whole, like, now you have a very specific thing. Now I'm like, yeah, I yeah. want it. Like, I'm telling you to do it because I want to help that. <laughs> mm-hmm. I want mm-hmm. to be involved in that. And I don't know about you, but I bet you Zach would be more than willing to rent out bikes if he if he needs to for that program. I, was, I wasn't going to interrupt you, but I was literally about to say, yeah, we'll definitely do that. <laughs> that's actually kind you know, of, I don't have it as build, train, race, but um, that's kind of what we're doing with Sammy. I'm yeah. giving her, like. For TKO, I'm going to pass the KTM off to her. She's going to do whatever she wants to it. We'll help where we can, try to get sponsors where we can. But she just needs a better bike than a 125 to race TKO on. Yeah, and I think, Courtney, what would be really beneficial is if you made, like, an online – see, and this is this is that value ladder I was talking about. Like, what are the steps we have to do to get you to that point, right? So first step, yeah. make an online how to work on your bike shit, like how to build your bike. What are the essentials for building your bike? Stuff that will help women who have never worked on their bike before that have applied to your program get the coaching that they need. And then you can say, hey, I want to do this program. We're doing this online course to teach women how to work on their bikes. I want a a chair bis protection on everything. I want enduro engineering on everything in this video that these women are going for. These women are going to use these parts because they're in the videos that they trust us to teach them. And this is this is that activations. Mm -hmm. You don't need to be in Minnesota to do this. Yeah, yeah. So you um, need to start big picture and then ask yourself uh-huh. what needs to happen to make the big picture, right? There's so many different things. I do like this build train race idea actually. Yeah. And that was actually like you were saying about the media. That's is that's something I've thought about for years that I mean there's it's always funny when friends are like, "Oh, can we come watch your race?" and I mean enduros are Duros are different, but hair scrambles too. Sometimes it's like, oh, it's not, it's not the most spectator friendly. And I've had different conversations with people about like, oh, I wonder how we could make this more spectator friendly. And that's that's part of um bringing more funding into the sport as well. And yeah. I've I've thought a lot about that. I mean, there's there's a whole thing about women's sports not getting as much coverage too. But it's like you don't see a whole lot of. Uh, I mean, it is kind of a niche. Um, sport but you don't see a whole lot of media coverage and I think that is one thing pretty cool like um, American flat track racing has done I think a really good job with media coverage overall and then um, build train race has done I yeah for years I've been looking at them and being like that would be cool to take some aspect of this to the enduro and off-road world so, so. I dare you Courtney there's this awesome girl, you know, he's a full on snuggle. There's an awesome girl, you know, who is integrated with the AMA, who has the amazing privileges of writing magazine articles that you should maybe consider getting a sponsorship with. Um, 
And with that, putting it into AMA magazines, you could also consider reaching out to your local newspapers or areas local to the National Enduro Series. Or maybe if you really are worried about spectator friendly, start with GNCC. But women are not going to want to run GNCC. <laughs> um, but if you're, if you're really concerned about spectator friendly, start with Enduro or Hard Enduro. I'm almost more, more interested enduro. in getting women in Hard Enduro because yeah. it plays to our strengths as women. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and can I you think that... expound on that for me? Because I'm not sure I understand what you meant by that last phrase. Not that I'm doubting it. I just don't understand how you mean it. women are awesome, Zach. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's because <laughs> we're women are more... Yes. Like, in races and stuff, too, all the time, um, sometimes, sometimes women will do better than guys in some sections, because it's like, yeah, all the guys that, I mean, some of the really good riders do great, obviously, but all the guys are just balls to the walls, while the women are like, I'm just gonna pick my way through this, and I've I've gotten so many compliments, I've seen so many women around me get compliments of like, wow, you're so, like, you take it once you're not you're fast but you just like take it so logically and like one step yeah. at a time and that is gotcha. so important. Hard that makes sense stuff. that comes back to zach when you asked me to coach um kate is because we say things differently that you will never be able to relate to that's exactly what courtney's talking about that's exactly yeah. what i'm talking about when it comes because even with angel like, everybody's biggest concern when they come into clinics is, like, I'm not going to take on a log that big. And I'm like, look, it's really easy. See, look, you put your front wheel here, step one. Step two, you just crawl over and get your front wheel here. Now that you're here, now you can slap it. And now you're over. Instead of, like, what I just see a lot of guys teaching is, like, just hit it. <laughs> just do it. I literally did that the other day. <laughs> yeah. But it, Sit, but get your ass back on the seat and hit it. Yeah, it's just about, like the methodical process we go through, we usually do better and hardened. It's like brains mm-hmm. versus bronze, you know, it's the battle of the tortoise and the hare. <laughs> um, yep. And hard enduro is more spectator friendly than enduro. Yeah, it is. And it's got I a faster it. following, faster growing following than enduro as well. True. Almost worldwide. It has a faster growing following. True. Oh, really? Yep. Look at, I, I mean, I don't know if you guys follow American Hard Enduro, but look at how their their following, their sponsors, and their media coverage has grown in two years. Two years. Virtually, not unknown, but like they had TKO, Battle of the Goats, and uh, Grinding Stone, or one other one. And now there's like eight races, mm-hmm. and they're not just races, they're festivals. It's like Erzberg in the U.S. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Courtney, is this helpful for you? Yes, absolutely. Do you um, feel lost at all from all of this? I no, I um I was feeling a little lost in the sauce of the details. Uh and I think it came down to uh kind of like I think I think Zach was talking about this at one point that he was wanting to like appeal to everyone or like kind of follow every idea and it's like no, just follow the follow the one. <laughs> I get really specific, um, and I think I was getting a little lost in that of like, oh, but I should do this, and I should do this too, where, yeah, I need to get real specific, because um, too, with, like, building a race team, I was 
thinking about like, oh, it'd be cool to do like have one hard enduro girl, one enduro girl, one hair scramble girl, and one motocross girl. And no. Like, do a like build train race sort of thing, whatever. But I think, and maybe that's something that would happen in the future. But yeah, to start out with, I think it would be good to do like one or two people in enduro or hard enduro and just get, yeah, get real specific with it. Yeah. And I think with that, like, like I said, you should start with what are some basics that I can do? I think you should start with Courtney and hear me out. You should start building a YouTube series about how to work on your bike. All of the things, whether it's oil changes, air filter cleaning and oiling and like how to install it in your bike, doing top ends on your bike, maintenance, chain tension, all of that stuff. You should make an online guide and charge $40 for it. And then it gets given to free for the people on the race team. Go ahead, Angel. How about what you need to do when you get a new bike? What are the, Catherine said something to me the other day um, about the things that I needed to put on the bike before it touches a trail. And I was like, oh, okay because I didn't know I've only had a Gary you know and here I am I'm gonna have a brand new bike zero miles on it I don't freaking know what the hell I'm supposed to do so that too if a woman is getting into hard enduro enduro whatever like what if she doesn't know anything what if she's completely Mm -hmm. like me (laughs) like I don't I have no clue where to start and this is going to be a separate conversation I'm having with Catherine later about Mm -hmm. giving me a list (laughs) <laughs> oh man this this is gonna be so interesting you guys because like like Catherine was just saying earlier I I have grown up around bikes and I've learned a lot of it but yeah. I still have so much to learn so this is gonna be a huge huge learning curve for me in the process <laughs> well and that's the cool um, thing about coaching I don't I don't yeah. know about you Courtney but when I opened the clinics I couldn't wheelie I learned to wheelie the day before the clinic's and I refined it I while I was that. teaching other people how to wheelie. I remember that. <laughs> because it forces you to think about the things you don't know about. Mm-hmm. So, actually, I have an idea. Um, Angel, you remember Jesse, The gal that we're supposed to do some entry-level stuff with here. She wants to come and do the yeah. next clinic, but she's never been on a bike. I think we should connect Jesse and Courtney and let Courtney and be like, Hey, this is the pro this is a program that we do for all the ladies that come into this sport brand new. We have a mentor that gets specifically assigned to you and just let them go at it. Yes. Cause that's actually one thing I was thinking about too is um, like connecting women with mentors. Um, yeah. Any, any age specifically, I've thought a lot about, um, like young girls connecting them with mentors because that's one thing like going back to district 23 that there's not a whole lot of overlap between the kids and the adult races and that's that is huge for I think it's important for like any kids in sports but it's found to be especially impactful in young girls for them to have like an actual physical to see an older woman doing what they are doing Mm -hmm. yeah so Courtney, I would challenge uh, I, I you. I would challenge you now. What what do you think is more important to get running right now? The mentor the mentor matchmaker or the online course? 
Um, I mean, I feel like they both probably go hand in hand. But which one are you going to start with? If I may, if you have a mentee, you can make videos specifically for them and kill two birds with one stone. Correct. Yeah, that's kind of what I was going to yeah. say. That's what I was just going to say. <laughs> yeah. I feel, and I feel like Jesse, Jesse is going to be incredible for you to work with if that's what you choose to do. Jesse is wanting to be in the dirt bike world she's never been on a bike she is incredibly enthusiastic she wants to be around women she wants to be around um all of it she wants all of it everything that we've been talking about um but she's never been on a bike she doesn't own a dirt bike so she wanted to come to the clinics when we went in november but she couldn't get on a bike she couldn't she has no experience, but she has the drive of like 800 people. <laughs> She's so excited. <laughs> so I think if we connect yes, you guys, I would love to get. Yeah, that would be that would be awesome. And then you could learn, you know, as you're working with her, like Zach said, that's just going to show you everything that you don't know to put into these videos. You've been doing it since yeah. you were how old? But like I said, the things that I'm I'm learning now you know, are, and I've even been doing this for a little bit, but she's brand freaking new, never been on a bike, yeah. never nothing. She just has the desire to do it. So she's literally going to be ground zero and you have to build her completely. Well, she's going to yeah. be your build race train. If yeah. you're not building a bike, you're building a person. And, you know, Angel's been riding dirt bikes for a while now, but she's only been on air-cooled four-stroke. She just bought a radiator two-stroke. And she had never heard of a radiator guard before. Yeah. And she wants to ride hard enduro on that thing. Yeah, get to a solid radiator guard. Eventually. <laughs> I'm not doing it tomorrow. <laughs> so, like, well, these are, these are the things that rock. not a lot of people know about. <laughs> yeah. You have yeah. to, like, put yourself in the shoes of... of mm -hmm. You know, whoever. and that's probably a really, really good step because to... To start with that versus like I was thinking, I was like, oh my goodness, I'm thinking of starting a race team with all of these other things and have like a girl in each division of like off-road motorcycling. And I don't know what I'm getting myself into, but we're starting with something like that. I can be like, okay, I know how to do these things. I yeah, know so somewhat what I'm getting into. Yeah. So now hear me out, Courtney, hear me out, hear me out, hear me out. So we've got your value ladder. Your value ladder only has three steps to it right now. You're going to add more stuff to it later. But step one, mm -hmm. you're going to start with that mentor to mentee program, right? Step one. Yeah. Step two, you're going to build that online maintenance guide for women. Like you get a bike. This is all of the different mechanical things that mm -hmm. you do to bikes. Step three yeah. is like next year. This is not going to happen this year, but next year you're going to do the build train race program and it's going to start in the winter and you're going to send four women to California to train with Catherine for three months <laughs> and then they're going to go on tour <laughs> and it's going to be epic. Um, and that, that's like the end result you're going for right now. And with that race team, right, you can do all sorts of really cool things like 
the day after a race, you go zip lining, or maybe I was talking to Angel, like the team raise, if we fully book out every single weekend for eternity, we'll go to Romania for a week and ride dirt bikes in Romania or something. Yeah. I don't, you know, like, like think of a really cool thing that you can do as like, we did it, we've done it, you know, and, and that's like, mm-hmm. it's got ex- exclusivity thing and it builds a community and a tribe and it makes more people want to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the end goal. So with that now, Courtney, if you want to do the mentor mentee program for free, Go for it. But that requires you to build your website. See, see, now what was urgent but not important has become urgent and important. If you want to do the mentor mentee program, you need your website and you know why you're building your website now. You're building your website to connect people. Mm-hmm. And you could go through, I recommend ClickFunnels. I've changed from Kajabi to ClickFunnels because Kajabi went down the drain. Uh, Kajabi sucks. So now I recommend ClickFunnels and I would encourage you, Courtney, to actually make it like $12 a month, a monthly membership fee that both mentors Mm -hmm. and mentees pay for you, for you to build that network and provide that community space. And that pays for the website so you don't have to Mm -hmm. deal with it. And with that membership program, they can pick the next tier up and get the class. So like the mechanics class, right? Mm-hmm. And then the next tier up, maybe they can get the behind the scenes of what's going on in the race program. And then you can have the like race program club. See, mm-hmm. see how that works out? Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Pretty darn good. Um, yeah. And then the other, the other thing I was like, okay, I need to it's pretty easy for me to be like, oh my goodness, I need to just start doing a thing. Should I just start like funding this out of my own pocket? Like, but at the same time, I'm also wanting to be sponsored for my own riding or at least not have a little bit more freedom to uh, get get paid to ride essentially mm-hmm. <laughs> and chase my own goals and stuff and I was like okay I need to separate these things and I need to figure out some way to provide value that um so that I'm I'm not pay like I'm not funding this out of out of my own pocket and yeah have those be a little bit separate <laughs> yeah and I think just doing a Angel, would you pay $12 a month to have a person that you could text, like, anytime you have dirt bike-related questions? Yep, I would. Eleven ninety-nine and not a penny more. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, would you pay for that resource for your daughters? Yeah. Especially, especially, so, especially as somebody who, like, if I didn't know anything about dirt bikes... Bro, you're telling me for some for twelve bucks, my daughter can text some other girl about dirt bikes. She's not gonna have to go to some stinky boy to get tell how to. No, yeah, all day, all day. And I would okay, so I would almost restructure that. Maybe I'll say fifteen dollars a month, and then you vet the mentors. Like you pick the mentors, you have interviews with the mentors, you make sure they're women, right? And you can have this whole like background process, and let the mentors in for free. The mentees pay fifteen dollars, and it's just like a volunteer basis. For, for the mentors, mm-hmm. basically. And that will help you make sure that it's not coming out of your own pocket to set up this resource. Do you think that's fair, Zach? Yeah, I'd use Patreon. 
I hate Patreon, but yeah, true. <laughs> well, okay, but here's as the a, thing. As a website. Say that because your choices are like Patreon or OnlyFans, and ain't no freaking way you want your name associated with OnlyFans and dirt bikes. True. Not a chance. True. <laughs> you know, I have for a while. I was thinking about should I start something like more for the irony of it? That's just like goony dirt bike stuff that has not more just about how it's me doing stupid stuff on a dirt bike. And like, yes. I don't know. Every once in a while, make some some uh, some satire about like, oh my goodness, you saw my wrists, or I don't know. <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome. I like yeah, it. That would be a little. Uh, funny, be like when your riding like... pants are too short and it's your ankles peeking out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, See, and this is that whole talking to one person speaks to many. All three of us are different people, and we all love that. We all love. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe that could be something for my own personal um, race for racing. <laughs> for your personal yeah. race, though. Um, yeah, oh. yeah, that would be where I would start for sure. I don't know about you guys, but I think that that's that's a pretty incredible. Yeah, start. I think that's great. Yeah. Um, Zach was Patreon. Is that a a website? Yeah. Yeah. It's yep. like oh, I think it's free to join Patreon, and then they just take a small fee out of every transaction. Correct me if I'm that's wrong. That's my under- that is my understanding. Yeah. But like oh, all of the yeah. content creators I know that have a subscription platform like that, that aren't bimbos are using Patreon. The bimbos use. Yeah, I was content. just gonna say it's not just like it. It got a bad reputation. Technically, OnlyFans is the same way. It's supposed to just be, like, a platform for people. But, of course, the (laughs) spec side takes over. Um, But, yeah, there's a lot of bands that do that. Um, So I listen to, like, a lot of, like, kind of smaller bands that are big on YouTube. But that's how they they tier their content is through Patreon. First to 11. First to 11. Yeah, first to 11 doesn't... Halocene and all of them. I love so. Halocene. Lauren Patreon is a really good place to start. Um, yeah. And then once you get enough people signing up for the platform, you should move to a different platform that doesn't have such high transaction fees. Yeah. Because okay. then you get to keep more money for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, question also for you guys. So, I had started to set up a website. Mm-hmm. And... So if I go with like Patreon or Click Funnels or whatever, I only need to set up that, right? No. If you do Patreon, you need to set up a website that will redirect to Patreon. Which you can do that through like you can do that through a CRM like Mailchimp and just have a landing page or you can use some other website builder to you 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 need a landing page. That way you can oh, send people there yeah. with links, links to Patreon, links to your Instagram, links to eventually sponsors yeah um, i was gonna say you can embed those it depends on like what you're using to build your website but i've done it in the past um because a long time ago i used to have i think i had a patreon for a while because i was doing all my streaming stuff and i had like 18 links on one page <laughs> like, okay it That's was kind of kind of the same concept as like when people have like a link tree yep yeah yep yeah. okay so that's something completely different than a domain. So I don't need a domain. I am so, so technologically um, geriatric. Courtney, <laughs> get get with me offline, and I'll help you get the chain of stuff set up. I'll help you get your domain. I'll help you get 
I'll help you get what you need to set up. Yeah, I was going to offer the same thing. Um, so I'm just out of curiosity, Courtney, if, if we get you connected with this Jesse girl, like, what are you, what is your thought about like a timeline for that? I'm just curious. Like being able to like work with her um, because she's in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. Oh, like in person? Or or if you're going to, are you going to set up like, start working with her like this through like FaceTime or whatever this is, Teams, or like, how are you going to, I'm just curious how you're going to start everything. Yeah, um, I think I need to think about that a little bit more and probably build a little bit of a plan. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm thinking I'll try. I'm going to I'm going to get a website and get at least the first step of this launched in a month. That is that is my yes. plan. Yes. Um, okay. Should we do a check-in 30 days from now, you guys? February 13th. We should all just, like... Yes. I might be driving then, so... That's true. No, you'll be in California then. I, four I'm, days. I should be fairly close to California, but I... Yeah. Yeah. Or yeah. actually, let's go, with, let's go with end of February, because I'll be headed down to... I'm going to, oh, actually, speaking of which, Zach, I'm going to do the national in South Carolina. Sumter. No! No! Why? No! I was going to ask no! you. No! Are you not doing it? Because uh, I'm not doing it, and I freaking love fly, that race. Fly out and race it on the, fly out and race it on my X-Trainer. Uh, what, um, what so day I'm is actually, that? What, to... What's the date? It's the 11th. So I'm going to be driving down to Florida, and then um, I believe Sam is actually going to take leave, and we're going to, he's going to come up there with me, and we're going to, we haven't figured out for February sure. 11th? We're going to send. What's yeah, that? February. February 11th. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But I haven't signed up, which means I'll be on, like, row 214. Oh, who cares? I think I'm on row, like, 125, maybe, <laughs> so... Just go on the page and see if anybody wants to sell their spot. No, you can't do that. They don't allow it. Oh, that's gay. Dwayne. Yeah, we tried, what was that, for Pennsylvania one? When, yeah. Like, two weeks before, I was like, oh, sure, I'll do it. That was a fun race, that Pennsylvania one. Even though I lost my clutch, that was a super fun race. <laughs> I will consider the idea of flying out for Sumter. I will consider oh it. That is going to be so busy for you. It's going to be clinic, fly out, clinic. Yep. <laughs> let me let me check my calendar and check and double check with Kate. But Catherine, if you fly out to race Sumter, I'll race Sumter too. Son of a bitch. Yeah. Um, what is happening I right now? <laughs> <laughs> that, I have, to, I have to look at my calendar. I have to talk to the wife, but. You want me to run? <laughs> That's a good joke. <laughs> what are you gonna What are you gonna run if I'm on the X trainers, Zach? I have a gas gas and a KTM. Oh, that's right. Yeah, fair. Yeah, and Angel doesn't have a bike, so Angel will just come I out and be my media person. <laughs> um. So I think I'll. Uh, so I'm gonna be driving down to Florida like that week before. 
four or so, and then Sam and I are going to drive up there. Sorry, don't mind the, the little dog. Um, I think we're going to drive up there, and we haven't figured out for sure yet, but we may spend... Hang on, one second. <laughs> Sir, calm down. <laughs> yeah, I don't see anything on my schedule for that weekend. Um, Other than okay. it's Valentine's Day weekend. I was like, oh, yeah, well, Valentine's Day is, is the next Wednesday. Yeah. Valentine's yeah. Day is the next Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. So we probably are going to, we haven't figured out for sure yet. Um, but I think Sam and I are going to spend like a week maybe um, up that way. So possibly you could do some dirt bike adventures, even if races aren't in the picture. Yeah, we can definitely we can definitely do that. Um, yeah, even if I don't end up racing, and when you get done or before you go, whatever you want to do, let me know. I've got personal time at work I can take. So yeah, we'll, I'll uh, keep you all updated. Hell yeah, sweet. But uh, so anyways, point to your point is probably more of like end of February. Okay. All right. Cool. We'll hold you to it. Sounds good.